Yes, yes, yes. Your boy is back. Welcome to The Styles Files. I am your host, Alan Styles. I know it's been a while, but like I said, I have returned from my long trip, Cancun, Mexico, to Miami, and I got everything I want to tell you about that one. If you've been listening, as usual, shout out to the day ones. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the best 20 to 60 minutes of your week. So like I said, you know, I've been trying to tell everybody at the beginning of the show what it's going to be about uh, so there's no surprises. Like, I've been gone for a while, so this whole trip uh, or this whole episode is going to be about my trip. Like I said, uh, not too much, really, I don't think any sports at all. Um, So if you're trying to hear some hot Kaepernick takes, you're going to have to take yourself to uh, the Stephen A. Smith show or something like that. So yeah, got a lot of things to get through. The trip was amazing. Uh, Basically, to summarize, I went to Cancun, Mexico for a wedding. Uh, It was my girlfriend's, one of my girlfriend's best friend's wedding. She was in the wedding. It was a beautiful wedding uh, at an all-inclusive resort called The Excellence, and it was great, man. It was great. You know, obviously all-inclusive, all the drinks are free, um, all the food is free. So it's one of those things where, you know, you kind of got to figure out how much you want to tip, right? So we thought we took out enough, but we were there for about seven days. So, you know, you start giving out some fives, and next thing you know, you're out of cash. So we end up borrowing dollars from my girlfriend's parents who were there, felt like we were, you know, back in high school. I'm like, hey, can you give me a dollar to to give to this guy? When it's like, you really don't have to tip them. But, you know, the thing about the all the workers and the employees at the Excellence, I will say, they always seemed extremely grateful for whatever extra that you gave them. Uh, So that was really cool. And it made you want to tip them more. But um, besides that, there was really no other need to even have your wallet on you. So that was kind of an interesting experience. Yeah, they had different, you know, restaurants, different themed restaurants. They had Japanese. They had Mexican, obviously. They had Italian. They had French. They had, like, you know, your classic grill spot. So um, anything that your heart could desire, they had. They had shows every day. They put on, you know, uh, little sporting events. I played a lot of beach volleyball. Um, You know, they had bingo. It was great. It was great. Uh, I, I haven't really been to a resort like that before. Um, I've been to one, but I, you know, it was a, it was a while back, um, and and it was interesting because it definitely makes you feel younger. Like I've said on this show multiple times, I'm 29, but the resort life. Um, if you ever want to feel young and you're about to hit your 30s or whatever, hit the resort because it will make you feel like you are too hot to trot. Because everybody there, uh, at least at this one was a lot older, you know, or a decent, decent amount of years older. So it makes you feel young again, right? It's the exact opposite. Like, I'm done doing the music festivals and things like that where I feel old at this point. I'm going to just hit resorts where I feel young. You know, that, that's, that, that's the move, right? Um, but so much happened. Just want to try to get into some of it. Uh, you know, so the first day or the first or second day, you know, like I said, my girlfriend was in the wedding, so I had a... a a couple hours by myself while she's getting ready and I end up watching Taken, right? You know, it's just on, I think, I think it was, I can't remember if it was in English or Spanish, but you know, it's just always a classic to like, you know, fry a couple hours or whatever the case may be. Um, And the reason I bring this up is that later in, later, you know, in the trip, uh, 
I, you you notice how people are always coming and going at resorts. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. As one vacation starts, another one ends. So uh, this Jamaican crew rolls up. And, you know, like I said, there weren't a lot of black people at the resort. So it was kind of hard to miss them. Right. Uh, so as soon as, you know, they set foot on the resort, you know, I saw them. We make eye contact. I gave one of them, you know, in particular, who was like, you know, uh, I looked up, he was looking at me or whatever the case may be. We gave each other the black guy head nod. You know, I kept it moving. You know, I got my crew. Uh, he has his. Um, we The resort was big, but, like, where you do stuff, there was, like, a one sports bar where you see a lot of people, um, you know, one main pool. They, they had a huge, like, lazy river pool. But the main one where, like, things went down, there was a swim-up bar. There was, like, that's where you would see a lot of people. And then there was the beach area. So those were, like, the three areas that were really close together. So, um, you know, I saw him, like, two or three times in one day. And, like, he gave me the black guy head nod each time. And I'm like, great. You know, I've been on the show complaining about when you don't get it. But I'm like, all right, you know, uh, I, I see you. You feel me? I see you. So later in the night, uh, this night in particular, this is, a, you know, a couple of days into the trip, um, I go to the sports bar. We go to the sports bar. It was uh, the, that Seahawks-Niner game that was just, you know, an outstanding game, especially because the Niners ended up losing. That made it even better. Um, but I'm in, the, I'm in the bar, and, you know, the dude rolls up. Uh, one of the Jamaican dudes that I had done the black eye head nod with, and he rolls up and he's like, um, hey, man, they call me big boy. Hello. I want to meet you, man. And I'm just like, okay, what's up? You know, so we start talking and like, you know, everything is chill. We're just, you know, having a good time. Um, and one of uh, another one of my girlfriend's best friends, her husband is sitting, is like standing next to me as we're watching the game. And he's a really, you know, uh, he's a talkative person too. So we're just talking with big boy. It's all, it's all love. It's dope. Um, and then things just kind of took sort of a turn, right? And, and a kind of a turn in that, um, you know, he's telling us how, why he's out here, all this, all these different types of things. Then, um, you know, the husband of, you know, one of my girlfriend's best friends, he is like, all right, we're about to take off. So he calls his wife over and big boy uh, is like, oh, your wife is so beautiful, man. Yes, yes. And like grabs her hand and damn near kisses her hand. I think like he got real close, but then realized that probably wasn't uh, the move for this situation, you know, so he just like left it at that, right? So at this point, people from the wedding party are starting to trickle out of the bar. Okay, so at this, so now uh, my girlfriend's sitting at the bar. Her parents are at the bar too, to her right, and to the left, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna sit down. Um, you know, big boy said he came with the crew, so you know, we talked for like at least a quarter of the game. So I'm like, okay, you know, uh, it was one of those things where I necessarily said bye, but it's like, hey. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's really I don't know, really, I don't really know what else to talk about. Right. There's only so much small talk. So next thing I know, I look to my right and I'm like talking to my girlfriend. Da, 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 da. I hear like a chair. I look to my left and big boy is sitting next to me at the bar, you know, just kicking it at the bar. Um, so I was I was buzzed, but, you know, I, I don't know what was going on. And I'm just like, okay, you know, I don't really know what else to talk about at this point. We're just kind of watching the game. 
Um, and it's been like, a, it's been like an hour, right? Um, so the game, and then of course the game goes into overtime. And I just want this game to end so we can leave. So basically, as the game is winding down, it was like about right when uh, the Seahawks or who were, were about to kick the field goal. I'm like, look, let's just be out. You know, let, like, let's just bounce. Like I say that to my um, say that to my girlfriend. So we start to get up. One of big, I don't know if it was Big Boy's dad or just another buddy who was definitely older than Big Boy. He comes over, um, and he's like, "Where y'all going, man?" And you know, we're just like, "Oh, you know, it's time to go, right?" So we're uh, as we're leaving, um, you know, they're like, "Come, uh, Big Boy asked for my number." So I'm like, uh, you know what, why don't you just give me yours? I'm going to hit you, you feel me? And we could just, you know, make it pop whenever. And he was just like, your girlfriend's so beautiful, man. When you get married, make sure it's not in the U.S. so I can come. I met this dude an hour ago. And he's been doing mo- majority of the talking, right? You talking about the first time on a plane. Like, everything started cool. And then I'm just like, is he just being nice or like is this a joke or what you know um so then we start walking out the bar and then we stop at the very end because we want to see if the fuel goal gets made or not we had told him we were leaving so while we're still there of course big boy ends up leaving because there's only one exit big boy ends up leaving before us so my girlfriend was standing like five feet in front of me um watching you know the same tv as me i'm in the back you know, with her parents, just like five feet behind, like I said, because of how the chairs were kind of situated. And Big Boy spots us, and you know, he's like, "I'm, I'm going to sleep. I'm, I'm tired." You know, he says that to me, and then he feels the need to like, essentially whisper the same thing in my girlfriend's ear, and then just takes off. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. You know what I mean? Like I said, I just watched Taken. Uh, I don't know if like something, if this is all fake or if they're just being really nice. Like I can't tell all I know. All I do know is that you're not getting my phone number. Right. Um, he's like, let's hang out tomorrow, man. I'm like, okay, cool. So knowing that I'm like, we just got to get through one more day, just one more day. Right. So of course that morning we went to, uh, we went to hang out with the dolphins. So Sidebar, the Dolphins were great. Uh, We went to somewhere where they are, you know, very uh, conscious about, um, you know, making sure the Dolphins are obviously well taken care of. And their whole thing was just like, we're trying to make this a sustainable situation for Dolphins. We try not to, you know, bring in a lot. A lot of them were, most of them were born here. So it was great. We got Dolphin kisses. They pushed us around. We pet pet them. It was awesome. Um, But we get back and... You know, I'm like, you know, uh, to my girl, I'm like, look, this is this is a pretty small um, like like the areas where people hang out is, is pretty compact. Like we're going to run into big boy at some point. And at this point, I had told her, like, look, I think we have to err on the side of like creep, you know, um, and, and just hope that we're wrong. So, of course, we go to one of the there's eight bars at least on the on the um, on the resort. And, of course, the one that I go to, Big Boy just spots us and makes a beeline. He comes up. He's like, hey, man, I've been looking for you all morning. All morning? Like, I like to think that I'm that cool of a guy to kick it with. But I'm like, dude, I don't know why you were looking for me all morning. You know what I mean? Like, we never, like, 
it was never like, oh, let, we're, we're going to like run this resort for the rest of the time we're here, right? So now my girl is finally like on board with what's going on here. And she's like, oh, didn't you want to go to the beach? Like to me? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's be out. So he's like, okay, like uh, give me your number later. We'll hang out. I'm like, yeah, for sure. So we go to the beach. That was the last I saw a big boy. Actually, I saw him again, but he didn't see me. I think he had found uh, another lady to, you know, kind of hang out with or whatever. So word to the wise, if it doesn't matter if he's Jamaican or not, if somebody comes up to you and they introduce themselves as big boy, run the other way. That uh, Run the other way, okay? Um, another, there's a couple interesting characters, man. Another interesting character, I'm walking with... Uh, the bride essentially so we're all at the beach uh i'm like hey i gotta use the bathroom you know the bride is like yeah i gotta go i gotta use the bathroom too nobody else had to all right let's be out so we're walking across so basically there's like a very high bridge right and the bridge uh it goes over the pool so we're, we start walking up the bridge and this lady who had to been i don't know 70 75 she um she looks at me and she's like oh and like I said, she is older, so I'm like, yo, are you about to fall, you know, fall back down the bridge or what? And she's like, oh. And I'm going to butcher this accent, right? I don't know if she was Australian or, or um, you know, uh, British or what. But she's like, if I woke up next to you every morning, I don't think I'd ever get out of bed. And then starts rubbing, like, my abdomen. Pats it when she's done rubbing it. Asks... The bride, if we're married, she's like, is that your husband? And the bride is like, no, it's not. We're just friends. And I try to tell her, yeah, she actually just got married. She could care less. She was just like, ugh, and walked away. I can't lie and say it didn't make me feel kind of good. But it's like, what just happened? What actually just happened? So, of course, go to the bathroom, come back. The bride can't wait to tell everyone. And it was like the talk of th that day and the next day, just how she, we later saw her walking on the beach and people were like, Alan, you got to hide. Like, she's going to find you. I'm like, look, I got I to put a shirt on. Like, like I have been working out. You know what I mean? We were pre we prepared for this trip. So it's, I'm glad that, you know, someone noticed, right? Now, does she have great eyesight? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I'll take it, you know? So that was another character we saw on the trip. And lastly, this one is um, kind of more of a serious one, to be honest. So basically, when uh, I talked about playing beach volleyball, that's that's what happened. We were playing beach vo beach volleyball, and you know, you play. They just say, "Hey, uh, beach volleyball is at four. So you don't know who you're playing with. You don't know who your teammates are. Of course, there are a couple hardos that are like slamming it on, like you know. 50-year-old people that definitely have never played volleyball, but it kind of evens out for the most part. But basically, it started raining at the end, so we're all sandy, so like most of the people just ran in the ocean. For some reason, I started talking to this guy, and he's got a real thick Louisiana accent, and he's just like, I love LSU. Go Tiger. Go Tiger, boy. And, you know, and we're just talking. I tell him I play baseball. He loves it, right? And we, we start talking about just life in general. First, it started about baseball, how he had, like, um, a nephew that's still, you know, he's been in the league for, like, six years. is still in minor A, so I'm just like, that's crazy. Then, you know, we we, we get out the, the, uh, the ocean, right, 
and we're walking back, and I noticed on his um, arm, on the inside of his bicep, he has a Confederate flag that says only God can judge me, which is a very like on its surface, it's 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 just a bad tattoo in general without uh without the Confederate flag, but with the Confederate flag, I was like, oh okay, this is what we're doing here, okay, um, and it put me in a weird situation because. You know, I mean, for a lot of black people, um, that flag makes you feel uncomfortable. So throughout us talking, he eventually brings it up. And he brings up how, uh, I forget what school it was, but when they made, I I feel like it was one of the Mississippi schools, but when they made them take down um, the stars or the Confederate flag, wherever it was, he was so upset that that is why he went out and got that tattoo. And he's telling me this to my face. And he sits there and he's telling me that. And I'm basically like, what do I do here? You know what I mean? I can A, just pretend like I agree with him, you know, or B, tell him how I feel. So at first, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And he was just like, and literally he's sitting there telling me, look, the way I see it, the Confederate flag doesn't have anything to do with racism, right? And that's how he sees it. He is a born bred Southerner, right? And clearly he's not racist or fully racist because he's sitting there talking to me. Now, would he let would he let me date his daughter? I don't know. All I know is he initiated a conversation with me and was having, you know, um, a good time or seemed to have a good time speaking with me, right? Um, So he's sitting there and telling me how the Confederate flag isn't about racism. And you know, being on the outside, being from from someone, I mean, I was born in Virginia and Virginians want to be Southern the most, okay, sidebar. Um, But, you know, obviously I grew up in California. So when you hear that, you think that's just a cop out. Y'all are just hiding behind that so you can use the Confederate flag, right? Or whatever you believe that it stands for. But this guy literally believed that. He just believed, like, it was a part of history and um, it's just represent of the South. Now, why a lot of people say why you wanted to represent the side that lost, that's your choice. But his point was that for him, it doesn't represent racism. So, like I said, at first I was like, yeah, for sure. Then, you know me, I can't not say anything. So... Then I'm like literally thinking, okay, like how can I voice this in a way that it won't be, you know, sound like I'm coming at him and see if we can really have a conversation. And I just kind of told him, I said, well, look, I think there are a couple things here. The first thing is um, how you view that flag. Um, I think if, if what you are saying is true, it's not depicted that way in the history books, right? If there's something that we're missing then you know that you have to take that up with how people are brought up and you know get told like this is what this re- represents because it, it represents slavery to a lot of people right i mean that that that's that's what it is now to him it doesn't or at least it doesn't represent racism okay um i told him the other thing is the problem isn't really people like you the problem is the people that do want to use it for racism right when you go to Um, these towns and cities that aren't even in the South and they're using it, um, you know, just because 
that's that's really the issue because they are using it as racism. So that's a so in this society, and obviously I cannot disagree. You have to err on the side of what makes people feel uncomfortable, right? There could be everyone in the South could feel the way he feels, but if there is one person that is like, and also we think slavery should come back, and that's why I got the flag up. The flag's got to come down. It's got to come down, you know. Um, but it was extremely interesting talking to him and, you know, sitting there and listening to to their side because we had been so deep in the conversation just based on football and baseball and things like that that it felt wrong to just stop talking to him just because of something he said. And I actually just wanted to hear it out because, like I said, if the if that flag, you know, if it completely represented – racism and everyone that believed in that flag or wanted to fly that flag you know was racist we wouldn't have never had that conversation so clearly you know you cannot generalize in any way my point to tell him was that there are people that are using it for the wrong reason and because of that that's why it had to come down now if you want to go out and wear that tattoo, that's fine. And it's fine because, to me, it's fine because you're telling us why you're wearing it, right? Now, we don't have to agree. You know, we don't have to agree, but that's your body. You know what I mean? Um, And once I told him our side of things and how, you know, it does represent slavery and racism to a lot of people, and also some people on your side that do, you know, use that flag, use it, for those reasons, they're not using it for like pride of the South, you know. Um, so it was an extremely um, deep conversation that I did not plan on having with uh, somebody from the bayou in Cancun, Mexico after a beach volleyball game. OK, um, that's the type of stuff you get at a resort. So it was wild. So like I said, there were a lot of different characters that we ran into at this resort. And it was crazy, man. It was crazy. Uh, I did I did karaoke. Um, wasn't my best performance, but I tried to just power through with energy. I did Yeah by Usher. And now I can't seem to avoid that song. It's literally everywhere I go. Um, you know, like half the crowd was into it. Half the crowd was like, I don't know if they didn't know the song or I was just so bad vocally that they couldn't recognize it. Um, but like I said, I just kind of went with my gut. And that was the first night, so, I, you know, that was before I was hungover at all. So I was really, really feeling it. Uh, last thing I will say is that if you, um, how do I put this? In Mexico, uh, you go to the high channels, uh, you know, and if you've traveled before, there's always those channels that, you know, show a little something, okay? It's like, ooh, risque. Yeah, in Mexico, they're not playing around. They they got the whole shebang bang It's basically like... It, 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 there's porn playing on like the t- the last three channels, so that was like the running joke throughout the throughout the whole time. Just basically, you know, whoa, whoa, you know, don't let your shorts fall off. You're end up on channel fifty, you know, like stuff like that. So I don't know if that's how it is at all the at all the um, resorts, but that's how they were getting down in Mexico. But again, it was an amazing time. Thank you to the lovely bride and groom for inviting us. I would say I would definitely recommend the Excellence in, uh, uh, I think it's called the Excellence Riviera. Uh, the, one of the hosts told me, the host at 
um, at the resort told me that we actually technically weren't in Cancun. Cancun Cancun is huge, but we were actually a little outside of it. Um, so, yeah, you would have to look up Excellence Riviera. Like I said, definitely recommend it, except don't get the Meat Lovers pizza because uh, they just call it Meat Lovers. They don't say what's on it, and they literally cut hot dogs and put them on the pizza with uh, pepperoni. So don't get that. Besides that, great spot. Great, great spot. Um, okay. Now, on to Miami. Miami was crazy, man. Uh, like I said, I had been there for a hot second, like literally a hot second. Uh, we stopped there after a baseball tournament um, and like touched the beach and then left. So I, I wouldn't say that I, this was my first time in like in Miami doing Miami. And it was something else. I mean, it's literally what you expect. Um, we, we played a game where we tried to guess which people, because every other car is a Lamborghini, a Maserati, or Ferrari. So we played a game where we tried to guess who actually owned it um, and who was just renting it for the weekend because there are a lot of signs that say, rent exotic cars. Um, don't know if we won or not. I just assumed anything that had a non-Florida plate was probably a rental. Uh, but these guys, man, it, they're revving it. There's traffic everywhere. They're revving their engines. You know, it rains like every 20 minutes. They're, in, they, they're riding in convertibles. They don't care. They don't care. Um, it's literally everything that you would expect out of Miami. So then we had to do the party night. You know, we had to do a club. And it's crazy because we were Googling, like, okay, what do we do? Da, da, da. You don't even got to do all that. They come up to you. Okay, we're on the beach, and this probably 35-year-old dude comes up to us, and he's like, hey, you know, try, sorry to interrupt you guys, but uh, you trying to do you trying to do club night tonight? You're trying to do clubs? We're like, actually, yeah, you know, and I'm listening. I'm like, okay, if it's a bad deal, it's a bad deal. But it actually was decent. So basically he comes up to us. He's like, okay, so it's 80 for guys, 50 for girls. What happens is we take, uh, you show up at the first bar and you get bottle service, right? All you could drink is Belvedere tonight, okay? That's from 11 to 1. Then at 1 o'clock, lim- a limo comes, picks you up, and takes you to the real club, which they don't close until five, man. And um, you get to skip the line, and the cover itself is typically like 60 bucks, and that's all included. I'm like, yeah, where do I sign? Where do I sign? That sounds great. I mean, the problem is the pre-party from 11 to 1, in San Francisco, the bars close at 2. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to be able to make it until 5, okay? But we signed up anyway, and at first... The, you know, they were like, okay, you can do 40 at the first place. And then if you want to do the upsell and go to the second place, you can. So very quickly, at first I was trying to be cheap. I'm like, well, this place isn't too bad, right? We could just stay here. Then it was like, okay, we're in Miami. We got it. We, we, we got to do it big. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just do the upsell. Uh, we want the limo. We want it all. We want it all, right? So we, uh, you know, get, get a little toasty at the first bar. Uh, get picked up at one and it went really quick. I mean, first of all, we didn't get the bottle until like 1130, but, um, I mean, come on, Greg, right? The dude's name is Greg. Uh, and it's so, and it's crazy because it's such a, uh, a big business out there that as we we were leaving the beach, some other dude was like, Hey, uh, you guys doing, uh, clubs tonight? We we're like, I was like, ah, oh, sorry, man. I, I felt like, you know, a free agent. I'm like, sorry, man, we already committed. You know what I mean? And, um, he's like, Oh, was it Greg? We're like, yeah, actually. He's like, oh, that's my guy. Terrible hair, but good guy, though. All right, have fun tonight. We're like, cool, man, thanks. But anyway, so we get a little toasty at the uh, 
At the first bar, it's time to go. And look, it was a good deal. Don't get me wrong. With that being said, it still was expensive as hell. So we get to the second bar, right? And the thing is, uh, Boozy Badass was uh, performing at some point. We don't know, what we, you know. Uh, to, for all I know, we're still waiting for him to perform. Because we left, we left at 3, and I, we could see him in the VIP. It was his birthday, and this dude was just blasted out of his mind. He, I, don't think he, I don't know if he ever performed. If he did, it was not more than one song, maybe two. But um, we get to the second bar, and that's when it's like, hey, we get you in. We get you in without a line. We get you in for free, but now you're on your own. And I don't know why I thought we got something at this bar, but I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, we're tipsy enough, right? We can get a couple rounds here and bounce. So we're in line to uh, to get drinks, and we see two uh, young ladies in front of us, and the total comes out to 18. And I'm like, oh, babe, that's that's not that bad of a deal. You know what I mean? 18 bucks. And then she looks at me. She says, Alan, they only got one drink. I was like, they only got one What? It was $18 for a vodka soda in a small cup, like a normal like paper cup or plastic cup. $18. We spent $36 for two. We got two rounds, uh, and, event- and we couldn't get any more. And the problem was, uh, I will say, like the dance floor, there was just so much going on. Like there's... Every time you start dancing, there's a bouncer trying to make sure you don't go into the VIP sections, right? You don't bleed into those sections. Then you look to your left. There's the bottle girls with the flashing lights. There's six of them. Da, 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 you know, t- to your right. Then we finally get some space. We're dancing. Then they light off these, um, you know, like the paper, uh, like the paper streamers. We're like, we're, and it's crazy. And we're like, oh, this is dope. Until two seconds later, the barbacks are on the dance floor trying to sweep and broom as you're trying to like get your grind on. I'm like, dude, just do it when it's over. They're like walking around. Da, 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 da. I'm like, eventually we, you know, we got our songs in. And it was like, eventually it was like, all right, we got to go. And we still, and we didn't get back until like 3.30. Um, so the club night was wild. And like I said, those drinks were 18 a pop. Let me tell you this. That was nothing compared to Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out, okay? Look, he has a Wildin' Out sports bar and restaurant. I put it on my story. This man was selling, I don't know if they were for two. Based on the pictures, they looked like they were for one. One drink, I'm not lying. Look it up right now. In Miami, Wildin' Out sports bar, $32. They started at like 20. Certain drinks were $32. Okay, talk about wilding out. Nick Cannon is wilding out with those crazy prices. He is tripping, tripping. Okay, so I don't know how because there were some like college looking kids that were pissing me off at the at the club. Um, I, to be fair, I never saw them at the bar because I know uh, uh, they little poor college selves couldn't afford it. But and I'm just like, how do people go out? Like you, could, I could only go out. Once a month in Miami. Once a month. Okay? Like, people are like, there's Thursday. And that was a, oh, here's the kicker. That was on Thursday. We left on Saturday. And we didn't go out Friday. Okay? There's Thursday. There's Friday. There's Saturday. I mean, it's just too much. Then they're like, don't miss brunch. Sunday brunch. Day party. I'm like, I have no more money. I've maxed out my credit card in one weekend in Miami. But it was great, man. Uh, we did, obviously we had, so that was the, that was Thursday night. Then Friday night, we did the typical South Beach strip. 
Um, and it was crazy. I mean, they have shows going on. Uh, it's a huge hookah scene out there. Every other bar has hookah. Then we just happened to walk into probably the most incredible drag show I've ever seen. I mean, it was so impressive. Like, these, the acrobatics, they, they were just absurd. They were absurd. She was on, she was r- jumping on moving cars, like, in the street. Like, it was wild. It was, it was, uh, it was wild. Um, Another thing I'll say is, you know, when I got to Miami, I thought, you know, there's bars, clubs, and beach, right? There's not really anywhere to, you know, uh, check out. Like, you go to San Francisco, you look Golden Gate Bridge. You know, you go to New York, you see Statue of Liberty or whatever the case may be. I just, off the top of my head, you know, I was like, I never really thought about anything for Miami. Um, Luckily, I met up with my cousin, who's an extremely... Uh, talented photographer, uh, Metaphor Heaven is, um, you know, his kind of business titles. You can check him out on Instagram, Facebook. He did a little photo shoot for your boy, uh, me and my girl, actually. I got, I got a couple solos, a couple as a couple. So he took us to somewhere called the Windwood Walls. And basically, it's an area that uh, they are just huge on art. So whether it's graffiti or actual uh, paintings, all the walls out there are just filled with artwork and, you know, they switch them out, I believe he said, like, every year. So it's a crazy, crazy vibe out there. It's a lot different than, like, you know, South Beach if you want to break from there. So I will say Miami does have some places to check out besides the bars, the clubs, and the beaches. That is definitely one of them. Um, good food out there. Went to a taco spot. I think it's like Taco O Taco or something like that. Um, and it was really good, like outstanding. So don't get lost in the South Beach sauce out there. Definitely check out Windwood Walls as well. Uh, staying on the food path, yeah, so my mom, obviously, I've, I've said before, my mom's Panamanian, and she makes a lot of places, you know, empanadas are, you know, made a lot differently depending on where you go. So, obviously, uh, Miami has a huge Cuban influence and just, you know, a Latino influence in general. So, you know what? We, we walk into this um, gas station. In the back of the gas station, they're serving, like, food. Like, not food, food, but, like, bites. And they have empanadas. I'm like, you know what? When else am I going to try empanada in a gas station and be okay with it? And I got them, and them things were banging, okay? They were, like, 120 a pop. Uh, and I probably could have ate 10 more of them. So... Uh, if you ever find yourself in a gas station in Miami and they sell empanadas, try them because they're probably going to be fuego. Um, another thing I will say, staying on the food path, was uh, Shake Shack. So I tried Shake Shack for the first time. And to be honest, it does not compare to In-N-Out and it does not compare to Five Guys. And so a Shake Shack is opening in San Francisco and people are losing their minds. Uh, and I'm not really sure why. Now, I will say this. The way, if you look at Shake Shack's menu, it's kind of confusing because they have the shake burger and then at the very bottom they have a hamburger and then the hamburger says, uh, oh, what add-ons do you want? But the shake burger, it doesn't necessarily say whether you can do add-ons or not. So when I got it, it was literally just lettuce, tomato, uh, their shake sauce, which I really couldn't taste at all. And I think that was it. Um, The patties are a little bit bigger then in and out but the burger like the circumference of the burger isn't that big and honestly like i'll give it another try like I'll, i gotta get my grilled onions and my pickles and see if that gives more flavor like i i, I wouldn't stand in the line that i stood in for it to try it i would not stand in it again um i'll give it one more go around but you know 
that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I mean, I, look, we went to this Cuban place twice. Uh, that was a little bit off the strip. Uh, that's how good it was. I'll stick with that. You know what I mean? Um, especially if I'm in Miami. But I'll give Shake Shack another try with my add-ons and give it re revisit the the score that I'm giving it. But for now, like I said, it's behind in and out and and uh, five guys, and it's really not that close. I'll probably, I mean, I'll give it like a seven. Okay, sure. Why not? Um, so to bring it back to one of my segments, as usual, um, thank you for listening to all my different stories. Please stop. And this please stop is dedicated to idiots on planes. Okay, we've de- we dealt with two of them. So the first one was when we were coming, when we were literally, when we were trying to get to Mexico. This guy is halfway down the plane and you know how you know narrow it is. You can't like turn back. This fool, and he's he's a cool like fifty. It's not his first rodeo. This fool was on the wrong plane, not the wrong row. He was on the wrong plane. So then, of course, he realizes it right in front of me and my girl, and decides that he lets like two, three people go. And now, when he sees my girl and then me behind her, that's when it's time. Okay, well, I need a. I need to get out of here. So we're like, okay, well, let us go too. Like, this is on this is on you, man. You're on the wrong plane. He's like, well, if I let you go, like, I'll never get to go. I'm like, I don't care, okay? So he, like, kind of shimmied his way by us. And I'm just like, how you end up on the wrong plane, though? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand that one. Um, somebody left a bag on a plane, like a like a full, like a, a whole bag. Not, not like a plastic bag from, like, Food, like a whole like bag that they packed, they left on the plane. Okay, so someone had to come back for that while we're trying to get off the plane. Um, and lastly, my favorite, another one that I posted. This was a plane, like I'll say this, did not have uh, screens, right? But this dude, you know how you lay your, your jacket over a chair? He laid his hoodie over his chair that was sitting in front of me. So his hoodie was just staring me in my face. It was like five inches away from my face. So I'm like, it's been a long road. This is when we were going to Miami. I'm hung over. It's a seven-day bender. I really don't feel like saying anything. Luckily, he got cold and like halfway through the flight just put it on. But I'm like, look, if I have to bend over and his hoodie ends up in my face, I'm just going to have to, or if he, you know, reclines the chair, I'm going to have to say something, even though I don't want to. Because it's just like, look around. I've never even seen that one before, dude. Like, just hold it in your hand. I've never seen that. Please stop. It's just like, how do you not have, like, passenger? A, don't be an idiot. Okay, get on the right plane. B, don't be an idiot. Don't forget your stuff. And C, look around. Like, nobody else, like, be aware. Nobody else is putting their jackets on the... Now, let alone a hoodie, okay, where the hoodie is just staring me in my face. I did a poll on my Instagram, my personal Instagram. I'm like, should I have said something? Everybody said yes besides, like, my little sister. So I still need to take it up with her. Like, you just you, you just eat that, right? You just eat eat the bend over. You know what I mean? You bend over to get something out of your backpack. You, you just got someone's random hoodie that could have lice, whatever, and now it's in your face. You wouldn't have said something? Come on, okay? So please stop. Wow. That was a lot to get through, but I'm glad I got through all of it. Uh, Thank you for listening. 
yeah, we got Thanksgiving coming up, so probably not going to have a show next week. But after that, we should start rolling again. We will get into some sports when that happens because, like I said, my wallet is taking a break. I'm not going anywhere until, like, February of next year. I ain't going nowhere. You could catch me here. You could catch me in the O. You could catch me in the town. You can even catch me in SeaWorld and Concord. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. As always, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore styles files styles with an I have a great Thanksgiving. If I don't talk to you, enjoy the weather, enjoy the football, enjoy all the sports, enjoy all the music. Oh, one more last thing. Tory Lanez came out with chicks tape five. You know, he's one of my favorite artists. Basically chicks tape uh, is him remixing songs that came out, but he doesn't just you know sing over them he remixes the actual uh beats and things like that so check that out let me know what you think um as of right now i'm giving it an eight but i'm gonna keep listening see if that doesn't get a little bit higher uh but like i said enjoy your thanksgiving everyone and until next time be safe be well be wise peace